Conquer Watch. Last week on this podcast, we discussed the game of Conquers, and also said that Conquers, which are a t- apparently a type of chestnut, were sold as edible items on London Bridge. I've since been told by about thirty to 40,000 listeners that Conquers are in fact poisonous. Now, I don't think I actually said go and eat Conquers. I just thought they were edible. I don't even like chestnuts, but this is a warning. Don't eat conkers. Don't c- leave the conkers alone. Just hit people with them, all right? They're poisonous. Conkers are deadly. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I've had to come back after a very short break because it appears that in my absence some very bad things have been said by my two colleagues, Joe Scrubbles <laughs> and Simon Cardi. It's very solemn style, isn't it? I thought, well, yeah, I'd, I'd, people's lives are at stake, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, it's because I had some pretty severe conquer poisoning after I, <laughs> I went out and gathered up a bunch of conkers. Uh, I, I brewed them up, I made a conquer tea. <laughs> Yeah. Like I, it's like Phantom Thread in my house, except I'm playing both parts. <laughs> I haven't listened back to last week's episode just out of shame, but um, I don't. I don't think we actually told anyone to eat Conkers, so I think we're safe there. I think we just. I think, I think we just said we thought Conkers were. You edible. say we. Yeah, we say we. You said you think they're the chestnuts sold in London Bridge, and I hesitantly agreed with you. Well, that's because <laughs> I didn't. So exactly, we said. Yeah, yeah. Guilty exactly. by association. You exactly. Are. Um, I'll get the longer Matt, prison sentence, but you definitely yeah. will get a prison sentence. Matt's not here for speak to speak for himself, so let's just all pin it on him. So, like uh, they easier, are quite different in terms of how they look. Obviously, they're brown, but yeah. like the ones that you roast have got like little pointy ends. Well, and do you know what? Don't. They should give them. You should give poisonous things poisonous names, like horse chestnuts. That doesn't sound, you know. Call it nasty nuts. Yeah, exactly. Like if it's if horse chestnuts sounds like they are chestnuts a horse would eat, and if a horse eats it, I'm eating it. But that's, maybe that's it's my not rule. poisonous to a horse. Huh? I don't, maybe it's not poisonous to a horse. I don't. I know think we're. Cl- I think we're genetically closest to horses, Do as far you? as I understand things. <laughs> and I, I think, and I think, and I think we've proved that I'm pretty hot on my side on say, this show. You know, I think you're closer to a donkey at the moment. Digging some How holes. dare you? I once, I once quit a, uh, a football team because I was called a donkey once. <laughs> when I was a kid, I someone called me a donkey, and I was like, that. "I am not coming back to this football club. I can't be asked." Was it like at the end of a game or mid-game? Did you just? Storm it was off mid-game. The pitch? I did something wrong, and I was like, "You know what? Fuck you, wear lions. You, you've lost me, the wear lions." Did, did you see it <laughs> through to the end? To be. The game. Uh, I think I was probably subbed off. <laughs> I think that was <laughs> a, because it was actually the coach that called you a donkey. Yeah, just having a look. It says we are a friendly junior and youth football club. Mm. The Wear Lions. Friendly, are you calling mm. me a donkey? How dare you! Unbelievable. I uh, <laughs> talking about. This is the second time Wear has come up. Wear in Hertfordshire. If you didn't know, it's a place. We're not just saying Wear. Well, you know, Wear or all. When did we because talk about Wear before? Uh, because my, I don't know if we talked about it, but my, uh, it was my dad's birthday this week and, uh, ordered him a present and instead of coming to my local depot, Royal Mail sent it to Ware Post Office instead, which means it was delayed by a whole two days. That's so, uh, very sad. we've both got bugbears with Ware 
in our lives. Um, oh my uh, my my friend's dad used to have a, a club in Ware, and it was great. <laughs> uh, my <laughs> uncle used to live in Ware, so I went to Ware. Oh, God, so, it's quite we've nice. spoken about Ware far too long. Look, <laughs> we started with chestnuts last week. We've got to get even more provincially English <laughs> as we go on. I live in Hertfordshire, and I've never heard of Ware. So. Yeah, it's kind of the other end of Hertfordshire from Berkhamsted. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm, it's on my train line. I spent, spent kind of spent a lot of time knocking around where in my in my youth. Mm. Uh, we are going to talk, we're going to talk about Conquers more later in the podcast. Oh, yeah. and address your feedback. But first, should we talk about some video games and movies? <sighs> we could do that. I suppose we probably should. <laughs> uh, you two have um, been playing Loop Hero, which oh, I haven't heard yeah. a lot about, Ooh, yes. but apparently yeah. it's very good. It's kind of come out of nowhere, Loop Hero. It is... Um, uh, actually, I'm going to find the exact description that IGN's Michael Swain gave it when he did a uh, when he did a preview of it, because I thought it was very good. But basically, mm. it is a game in which... Um, it, it's sort of like someone's taken a traditional fantasy RPG and turned it into, like, Football Manager. <laughs> it's really <laughs> yeah. strange. You have a little, a little character who gets put on a, a generated just loop of path and then you build what's around that path and on that path with cards that you earn along the way. So you like drop a meadow by the side which will increase your HP. You'll drop a mountain to the side which will do a different kind of HP increase. I realise those are two boring examples. <laughs> you'll drop you'll drop uh, like a grove of trees which can create certain types of monsters or a swamp which will create a different kind of monster and you can kind of mix and match where they go and certain things interact with each other. Um, so you're kind of creating the map that your character's going around. But key to this is it's it's completely hands-off. Your character does walks and fights automatically right. and all you do is affect the world around them and the equipment they have. So it's got that, like, sit back and let things happen mm -hmm. approach a football manager. And then yeah. you're just kind yeah. of messing with it as it goes. It almost feels like a solo board game you're playing against yourself at times, is mm. how I feel like. It's like, it reminds me of, like, it's got those, like, dropping tiles element, which reminds me a bit of Carcassonne in a way, if yeah. you've ever played Carcassonne. And it reminds me... I think it's mainly just the art style and everything, but it reminds me if you've played the board game Labyrinth because it looks exactly like that. I haven't played Labyrinth, um, but it's like it's, it's very old school pixel art. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is what Michael Swain called it: a gothic chip tune pixel art story driven deck building roguelite idol RPG. Oh my um, god! <laughs> which pretty much sums it up. Uh, it sounds very complicated, but you know what? It's one of the most simple. Like within two minutes, you know right exactly what I've got to do here, and. I've after a, I've played like maybe three hours now. It's getting a bit more complicated, but it's still at its core. I think quite simple because you just press space bar and pause whenever you want and mm -hmm. build around. So it's very like it is. It's got that like we said. Like it feels weird to compare it to Football Manager, but it's definitely got that thing of like you can play it while watching sign or listening to music, just like idly like building your deck and setting up this loop and yeah. just letting it play out and that kind of joy of all oh, right it's worked and i feel like i did it all yeah i did nothing <laughs> yeah and it's interesting like well by comparison if you want to know kind of the scale of this thing i've played 41 hours of this according wow. to steam um but i think some of that is me just leaving it on during the day but um i think that it's got that added thing it's not an idle game. It's way too active. You can't just leave. It's not like one of those games on your phone where it's playing in the background. It's not a cookie clicker. But it is. 
it, it is a it, it is a game that you can kind of play in two different ways. You can really try and min max it and like beat the bosses because there's specifically as you build, you build up a bar, and when that bar fills, a boss appears, and then you fight that boss. So you're kind of playing a game of like, is my character strong enough or built right to beat this specific boss in this chapter? Because every boss comes with different challenges. But you could also just kind of ignore that and do resource gathering because there's a whole like town building aspect on the other side which gives your character more abilities or more options. Or um, you can kind of collect like items that give you stat buffs and stuff in the background. So right. there's this, there's kind of a dual play to it where it's, it kind of reminds me of Monster Hunter in that way where sometimes I'll play Monster Hunter just to resource gather and just idly do stuff in the background. And sometimes I'll play Monster Hunter to like advance the story, beat the next big challenge, and you can you can kind of take Loop Hero both ways, which is why I've spent so much time with it because a lot of the time I'm not paying a huge amount of attention, and then my mm-hmm. character dies and I lose a bunch of resources, but I don't really mind because I've still just got stuff for having it on in the background. Right. Yeah, um, you're not really punished too much for dying. You lose like a percentage of the resources you would have taken well, you back lose, if you chose to retreat. Yeah, you lose you know, like, like not 70% ult- of your stuff. So yeah, it's not but you're not yeah. ultimate. You're only the only punishment you get is you've wasted, I don't know, 15 minutes of yeah, your yeah, life. Yeah, like yeah. there's no like ultimate like punishment for dying, mm. but like I'm really enjoying it. I feel like it's like it's just nice. It's like it is quite I don't think I've played anything like it to be honest. No. Like Full Manager is the closest I can think that comes to it. I will say it's at the moment, and Joe's told me this changes later on, the more complicated it gets. But at the moment, it feels very much down to pure luck. Oh, like, um, I've got v- yeah, and it, like down to what people like gear you get. Like I, I went a whole ten minutes on one loop and no weapons dropped, so I was using my bare fists for like three whole loops, which was ridiculous. Yeah. But like, I've had some where I've got like over leveled weapons straight away, and it's just made it really easy. So I do feel like it is like. 80% luck I want to say at the point I'm playing the game right? but I think that the more cards you get and the more you build out your deck that's going to become a, more, a lot more of an actual decision yeah you definitely the deck building aspect definitely builds as you go and the town building aspect definitely helps like kind of anchor your character a bit more so you're not reliant on drops like there are classes that I think rely more on random generation than others and so I think I think some people will just naturally go, this is bullshit, I hate this. It's kind of built that way, though. Like, we, like we've like we said, like the idea is that you're kind of always achieving something anyway. So if you mm-hmm. have a loop where it's not going well, you might just go, oh, well, I'll just turn this into a resource-gathering loop instead right. of an attacking loop. You know, I'm not getting the build that I want to do, so I'll just leave it. And I think, you know, that's not going to work for everyone, but it definitely works for me. Like, there's a real structure to it mm-hmm. that, I, that I think works there. So is yeah, that I PC only like, at the minute? At the moment, it is. I think it's on sale on Steam for around around ten pounds between okay. ten and like it's twelve, P- fifteen pounds. It is PC and Mac, right? I think it's on Mac. PC oh, and okay. Mac. I'm playing it on MacBook, yeah. yeah. So oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it would be. Like, I think a lot of people are saying it, it is a perfect Switch game as well. So yeah. I can't see it not coming to Switch at some point. It but. would be quite annoying to control without touch controls on Switch. I think, but like, there's nice. a lot of clicking yeah. and dragging, and like mm-hmm. going across the tiles would be very annoying on a controller. But, I, you know, it's not impossible. It's just it would be slightly less intuitive. Yeah. Um, I think it was Patrick Klepek pointed out that you can GeForce Now it as well. So you could, like, 
get it on GeForce Now and then play it on an iPad, and it works really well. Okay. Um, so you can't. There are ways of playing it in, on a handheld version, you know, within strictures. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that would. Yeah, you that just really need a very works. expensive PC as your base. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I'd, I'd check it out. I'm just looking at it at the moment. It is. It won't tell me how much it is on Steam because I already own it. Uh, oh. well, there you go. I love that it's. I love that it's one of these indie games that, or, you know, indie-ish games that's come out, you know, with very little fanfare and is now, like, one of the top sellers on Steam all of a sudden. Like, it's it's another one of these games where it feels like, it, A, it's really benefiting from the fact everyone's stuck at home and just looking for new things to do. Yeah. And B, just yeah. that it is, it is quite a nice little triumph for the games that are trying to be something different. Yeah, but absolutely. It's, su- yeah. it's such a strange idea. And it's so hard to explain, as we've proven. You know, like it's a it, it's a really cool thing to see it do so well. I, mm. I, love I it. really like it. It's only it's twelve pound fifty. I've yeah. worked. Bargain. So it's not a lot, and you can get a lot. I can see myself getting too many hours out of it. So, yeah. uh, if we haven't explained it well, because as Joe said, it is it's quite hard to explain. If you just watch five minutes of it, you, I think you'll realise what's going on pretty yeah. quickly. And also, it's. I think a cool thing that they they announced yesterday, so they got a half a million sales, which is incredible. But they pointed out yesterday they are adding like classes and cards and stuff, so it's it's not done. It, it's right. definitely no. a finished game. There is an ending, and you know it's not an early access thing. But they are adding more content later on, which I'm really excited about because the way you play, even if it is hands off as different classes, really does change it. And so that's I'm I'm super excited to see what they can add there as well. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's Luke yeah, Piero. Give Luke Piero a go. Uh, also out this week was Raya and the Last Dragon, which you've seen, Cardi. I did. I watched it. It's on. Um, it's one of the Disney Plus Premium uh, choices, which I believe is mm. is it fifteen pounds. You've got those here? premium IGN dollars to your name, haven't you? Oh God, yeah. How too many, if anything? Yeah, uh, spend it on Disney films. He's um, preem. You remember when we were all saying preem because I'm, of Cyberpunk? <laughs> I don't think I've ever said preem. I've said a lot of preem. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so I've seen bits of it because uh, Ed wanted to watch it, uh, and it looked mm-hmm. pretty decent. Yeah, it was. I, I enjoyed it. It's um, got very much the Moana vibes to it, and I yeah. enjoy Moana quite a lot. Um, I will say the one thing Moana has that Rare doesn't have is Moana is part musical and has some banging songs. Do you, yeah, do you like a the good Last song? Dragon. I do love a good musical, yeah. um, but Rare and the Last Dragon is much more of a action film and it's very much kind of a video game film in a way because it bases like it's got that basic premise of this girl has to travel around the world to collect five things in order to save the world effectively Mm. so it's like going from town to town on quests to find these five gems in order to save the world i'm not gonna go into details about exactly what it is because you know Watch the. I don't want to spoil it. Um, but funny enough, there might be a dragon involved. <laughs> so there we go. Um, but yeah, it's really. I really enjoyed it. I don't think I enjoy it quite as much as Moana. But you really like I, Moana, don't you? Jesus. Moana's really good. It's uh, really good, but I don't know if I'd go on about it as much as you are. I'm just. It's the closest analogue to okay. Rare and the Last Dragons. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, I think it's got some of the best animated fight scenes i've seen and like some of the sword fights and some of the hand-to-hand combat look incredible yeah and that kind of takes place of the songs because moana let's go back to moana moana has some good action scenes <laughs> but they're not I, I don't think i watched any of them were like wow these are like great 
choreographed fight scenes to watch whereas this like i can see why a lot of people are like please make a rare and the last dragon video game because some of that would be very fun um but yeah i really enjoyed it you got any got any questions about rare and the last dragon well i thought it was funny uh ed thought it was funny there's there's a like the little baby thief dude uh, yes, the little baby is good, and uh, her kind of giant sort of armadillo-like creature, Tuck Tuck. Yeah, oh, is that what it's he's called? Very, right. He's very, yeah. he's very cool. I like Tuck Tuck. But like, when, they know how to make cute animal companions. Disney, I'll give them that. When the little baby throws the nappy at the person, uh, Raya, when she's chasing him, Ed <laughs> yeah. thought that was the funniest thing he's ever seen. Yeah, so. it's kind of like there's this character who is like a thief baby who has kind of three like sidekick monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good character. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she kind of goes from town to town building this team up of people that she meets along the way. And it's, it is like very much a video game concept. And it also has that sort of Disney core of like those touching moments and those sad moments yeah. where you're like, oh, I didn't I didn't quite need this. I just wanted a fun ride. But uh, yeah, that is the they thing. know how to get you sometimes. With Disney films, <laughs> someone always has to die. It's like, Jesus Christ. It's like mm-hmm. Children are watching this for Christ's sakes. Yeah, I think like it's... I've only watched the first season of Avatar, but it's got a lot of those vibes to me. It's got a lot of that, you know, children travelling across the world mm. or young adults travelling across the world to save the world. Mm. And using like elemental, there's a lot of like elemental powers and stuff like that going on. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Avatar was a huge influence. Mm. A little bit of Indiana Jones in there, maybe as well. But, That's good. You know, yeah, I'd yeah. recommend it. It does sound like they're kind of. It does sound a bit like a pivot away from the Pixar-y stuff. You know, like it feels mm. like they kind of were aping Pixar to a certain extent at Disney Animation. So it, I'm glad that this feels like something else. That's kind of a yeah, cool thing. Like, this and Moana are going in their own sort of direction, aren't they? They're a bit more. <laughs> Why well, you every time I mention Moana? I think you should put a pound in the in the swear jar every time you say it. We'd be quits in again. Uh, but uh, it's it's really fun, and like I said, it's a premium Disney one at the moment. And I can't remember how far after was it that Mulan was three on Disney Plus? Was it two or three Ooh, months? I think it was. I don't know. I think it was two or three. Yeah, I think it was three months. I think. Well, but... I'd say it's if you've got like a family or like. I think it's fifteen pounds. I, I should look this up, really. Um, but well, the main reason we did it is like that to me is a small price to pay to keep a child quiet for for an hour and a exactly. half. Exactly, so. and what that's one cinema ticket. Like if you've got a family of four, that works out yeah. at like a few pounds each. Like it's not terrible. Like I'd say it's not a must watch. I really enjoyed it, but like if you can wait two to three months to watch it for free, yeah. I'd also say just do that. But yeah. I mean, yeah. got a good cast as well Ke- Kelly Marie Tran from Star Wars and Aquafina both very good uh, yeah yeah, and funny both very funny as well one thing that has come out of this conversation is when we are finally allowed to go back into the, the wide world uh, we should go to karaoke and I want to see you sing some of the Moana tunes belt them out I don't know the songs that well I've only, I've, bullshit I'm gonna sounds like it's your I'm going to let you film. a secret out I've only seen it once I've only seen <laughs> wow but I enjoyed it. I've got I've got plenty more karaoke bangers under my belt. So you know, um, I remember at a Christmas party a couple of years ago, me and Joe did a joet of um, "Freedom" by Rage Against the Machine, which, which went down very well as everyone exited the room. We did that and uh, and the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance, which is a surprisingly hard song to sing, especially oh, after you're longer than you remember. Very pissed. I was going to um, say yeah, I, yeah. by the time that karaoke started. There were some very, very drunk people in that room. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, by that the is, end of it, there were only way. two drunk people in that <laughs> yeah. room, and they were singing. It's a, it's a great way if you just want some time to yourself <laughs> to put on a song like that. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you, like, put on a song, I don't know, like, No Sleep Till Brooklyn by the Beastie Boys, and you realise you only know ten of the words, whereas you think you know the whole song. Yeah. Just, yeah. just the chorus. <laughs> yeah. I know No Sleep Till Brooklyn. That's all you need to know. need, really, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, good times. Um, there's lots happening in the world of TV. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? We've got three big hitters. One, yeah, I feel perhaps... like Falcon Winter Soldier is probably the biggest one. It's right? also the one we've we've it's talked a lot about it. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I mean, think we we don't really know much more about it, do we? It's no. It's just Falcon it's a, and the Winter Soldier. We just want to point out that it's a big good week for TV next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm seeing lots of adverts pop up all the time. I'm increasingly excited for it. I'm looking forward to watching some strong men punch some other strong men <laughs> for six episodes. Um, I saw someone from the cast, I don't know who it was, thinking saying they think it could be bigger for fan theories than WandaVision, which I find very hard to God. believe. Um, <laughs> at least it's shorter. Like, the six-week thing yeah. means that yeah. it won't be as, you know, intensive mm-hmm. uh, a, a ride as that. But... Like, I don't know how it will do that. Maybe I guess it will kind of presage a bit more of, like, what the Avengers will be after now instead of individual characters. But... My my theory is that maybe in all these trailers we've only seen stuff from the first one or two episodes and yeah. it could mm. go to a place we're not expecting. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing my boy Zemo. I was, I was about I to say, Zemo. you fucking love Zemo. He's your favourite. He's my favourite MCU villain. Like, apart from... Infinity War and Endgame, Civil War is my favourite, I think. I just, I love Civil War. I love that last 20 minutes so much. And I think Zemo's just a unique villain. Like, he does, you know, he gets his hands a bit dirty, but basically he's just playing them all against each other. He's like a puppet master. I, I just love that sort of villain who's kind of, like, to me, Winter Soldier's always the one that people compare to, like, a Cold War kind of thriller. Whereas mm. I think Civil War with Zemo is much more like that, in my view. Like, the way he's kind of just orchestrating the whole thing without really killing it like he kills a couple of people doesn't he but he does blow up an embassy but apart from that <laughs> apart from that he, he keeps his he's a nice he's, he's troubled <laughs> he's troubled he's the kind of but person like, a teacher would call roguish yeah, exactly <laughs> bit of a nuisance um he, uh, but those are my favorite bits about the marvel stuff is like when it gets more personal and Civil War is where you get obviously his whole family were involved in Sokovia and you've got the Iron Man Winter Soldier Captain America stuff all kicking off with Iron Man's dad uh, kicking off it's not really you know how you to call it but it's kicking off I'm just intrigued to see yeah what Zemo's been up to what he's like what is his deal now is he just like fully like like red mist in the eyes like I'm getting I'm killing them or has he got another big play in mind or is he I wouldn't be surprised if he isn't the big bad like if they've like here's a recognisable villain yeah and you're gonna see him for a while but he's ultimately not the person behind all of this but we'll see I don't know I'm very excited about it yeah I'm looking forward to it so I feel like Division was great and it was something different this feels like classic MCU again, well, that, which I'm kind of in the mood for right now. Yeah, I, I was just about to say I like I enjoyed WandaVision, but I just I have a passing care of the MCU, which I think Winter Soldier is going to kind of tick that box more than WandaVision does. Like mm-hmm. all these little fan theories and stuff. It's like I don't know 
any of this stuff like white vision means nothing to me da, 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 da. and so like I, like I say I enjoyed it but at the end of it I was like yeah that was nine episodes looking forward to that uh, Joe one of your favourites is back though isn't it Taskmaster is back on Thursday I think uh, the show I increasingly think is the best show ever made like oh, wow. I can't I genuinely can't think of a show I'm more excited about watching and re-watching than Taskmaster. There's just something something so pure about it. I love it. Um, I'm excited about the new cast. Lee Max on it. He'll yeah. say a quip. Um, there's a guy he called very, Mike... He's very quick, isn't he? Yeah. There's a guy called Mike Wozniak, who I only know from podcasts and have since found out has a gorgeous moustache. So me and him are kindred spirits <laughs> these days. Um, and uh, And yeah, it's just like... I'm just, it's just such a good show. I'm just really excited about having it every week in my life again. Um, I've been listening to a lot of the Taskmaster podcast, which is basically them. Uh, Ed Gamble, who was in Series 9, getting guests on and going through every episode um, right. as it as it went. Sometimes as it goes out and sometimes as it, uh, you know, going back to the early ones. And it's just, it's just an absolute goldmine of chuckles. I love so, it. <laughs> so I only kind of got into it when it moved to Channel 4, because before yep. that, I, and I think I've seen a few of the, the past episodes. Was it Dave that was on before that? It was Dave, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're right, it's good. Um, but I didn't realise, for some reason, I thought the it was a different set of people each week. I didn't realise it right, was a yeah. returning cast every single um, every single that's, week. But That's the key to it for me, because like, right. you end up getting, as you watch it, especially when you watch it week by week, you really get like a like wanky term, but you kind of build a relationship with yeah. the cast. Like you learn what all their different approaches are. You learn who's who doesn't give a shit, which is often as funny as the people who really give a shit. Yeah. And like there's people in this this series like Charlotte Ritchie. So I've watched loads of Ghosts, which I really like the BBC sort of sitcom about a bunch of ghosts. And she's an actress I've only ever seen in that show. And I'm really looking forward to seeing, like, who that person is. Because you get this weird, like, insight into someone based on how they do really stupid tasks. Like, you kind of learn about them. Um, Like Joe Thomas from The Inbetweeners. Have you ever seen him in real life? Yeah. He's so fucking weird. Like, he's such an (laughs) odd man. Like, he's not that guy at all. And so I only found that out through Taskmaster, where you're like, he's, like, a properly strange character with a really odd take on stuff and that comes through in all the ways right. it does Taskmaster stuff. So yeah, I just um I I you know, it seems like such a flippant thing to love, but I'm genuinely fully invested in it now. It's basically appointment viewing. I love it. Nice. How do you watch the old episodes? Is that still It's all on, on Channel 4. Is it on Channel 4 now? Yeah, okay. you can all all 11 series and the specials and everything are all on there. Uh, they just bought the lot which I think is very clever. Um, mm-hmm. It turns out on all four, the streaming service, if you watch enough stuff in a day, it just stops serving you adverts. It's just like you've had enough adverts. <laughs> so if you really get into Taskmaster, that's when you know. Like, when it stops giving you anything other than, like, pure Taskmaster. How like, much yeah, I've done have it. you watched in a day? Oh, I've, to I've get had to that it. point. I have occasionally had it on, more or less, 
the entire day. Wow. <laughs> I'll just play and I'll listen to it like a podcast. Because like re- recently wow. they, they say it's the, the most popular streaming channel in the UK and maybe that's why it's because you just have it running in the background. Just, that's just it. I've got it, on every, I've got it on every screen in the house. <laughs> I suppose what, if they have that and Bake Off, they've got it all covered, haven't they? That's yeah. huge. I watched, oh, I watched Celebrity Bake Off last night. I'm excited about that too. There's more. Yeah. Do you know what I'm excited about? More British TV. It's rare we actually talk about British TV because mm. one of the best British say, TV Because most of it's shite. <laughs> well, that is very true, which is yeah. why it's such a rarity when something like Line of Duty comes along, mm. which is a phenomenal television show if you haven't watched it. It's sixth season starts next week, and it's one of the best written TV shows I think really? I've ever watched. Like, yeah, so it's, I've, I've I never feel seen like it. a lot of people... I can't recommend it enough. It's all on iPlayer. For some reason, only Series 5 is on Netflix, which is weird, but all five series are on iPlayer, and there are only... In the first series, is five episodes, and all the other series, there are only six episodes. Um, oh, okay. So it doesn't take that long to get through. It's so good. If you don't know what the concept, of it, concept is, even, it's about uh, the AC-12 unit in a police department, which is the team inside the police that looks at corrupt police officers so it's all about looking at other police officers and seeing who who's a bent copper basically is the uh, whole premise and the way like they leave cliffhangers at the end of every episode is incredible like you can like i'd i put myself down as someone who's quite good at second guessing like plots and thinking oh well that person's bad or that person's good it's so hard to second guess line of duty and like the twists and turns it have unbelievable and yeah it's six season is starting next week and you've, that means you've got a week to catch up on all of it if you want to do that but it'll be out weekly so you've got you've got longer than that if you just want to binge the last season but yeah it's so well written like it's one of the very few British dramas like because I, I am someone who admittedly does turn their nose up at a lot of British drama and BBC stuff I'm like it's just not as good is it like compared to like all your HBO stuff that's yeah. so polished and basic like cinema level stuff like a lot of British stuff does just pale in comparison, but it's so well written. And even like the odd action scenes it does have and gunfights are really well choreographed. Like they don't look cheap or naff. And like some of the best action scenes are when they're just in their little interrogation room and you have like half an hour long interrogations and like, you can just see like all the little like cracks appearing in everyone's character. This it's so good. I can't. I can't recommend it enough. If you haven't watched Line of Duty, is it the same it done. writing team that have been there all the way through? Yeah, it's a um, guy called Jed. Is it Jed Mercurio? I think his name is, which is a fantastic name. Uh, yeah, Jed Mercurio. He also did The Bodyguard. I don't know if you watched that, uh, but that, that's really oh, good as the, well. But the, not as good. The thing with the guy from Game of Thrones. I Game have Friends seen that. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he did that, which was really good, but not as quite as good, I think, as Line of Duty, which is. Yeah, it's just very, very well-written television show. So I, I can't recommend it, it enough. Among one of, the, one of the many shows where I'm like, I should really watch that. And then I sit down and I'm like, oh, it sounds a bit thing heavy. Is, you'll be, <laughs> it's not heavy, though. It's it's just... Uh, it, it can be a bit heavy, but it's, it's not like proper, like, miserable, like murders all the time people cry and that sort of stuff miserable murders <laughs> as long as there's happy I'd murders watch, i'd watch miserable murders <laughs> what? i you i guarantee it's the sort of show like you might be watching the first episode and going oh this is all right and then it'll come to a cliffhanger at a point and you're like oh god i'm hooked and i'm gonna watch the series all in one sitting 
because I think that's what I did. I only started it a couple of years ago. I started about when Series 4 came out, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just binged all of them like in the space of a weekend. It has some great actors in it. It's got like Stephen Graham and Thandie Newton, Kelly MacDonald from Boardwalk Empires in the new season. Uh, just the core cast are brilliant as well. Uh, so. Stephen Graham is the best angry man in the world. Like I, I love He's such a good actor. Did you watch um, uh, White House Farm? It was like a I tr- didn't actually watch that. It was one, like no. a true crime um, dramatization on ITV, but it just came on Netflix, and so we watched it because it popped up in trending or whatever. Mm. Stephen Graham plays this like maniac Welshman. Like from scene one, he's the most <laughs> furious person in the world. Like I've never seen anyone throw themselves into just being angry in every single scene for no reason. Like he's it is so hilarious. He's so good at it. I, I love watching him shout. Like him in This Is England, the oh film and God, the TV yeah. series is like a ridiculously grim character, but what an actor and. Also in Bulwark Empire, when he plays Al Capone, is fantastic. Oh, so you would good. not expect, but yeah, he's he's so good. But yeah, watch Line of Duty if you haven't. Do, Do that. it to yourselves. Do it to yourselves. That sounds awful. <laughs> what a horrible phrase. Uh, if you want something else to do uh, in the meantime, you should play the Endless Search. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Shit. This week's Endless Search was sent in by me. Yes, I came up with the game myself. Uh, not because uh, there aren't some good ones sent in by the lovely audience, but... I couldn't be bothered to look through my email, so I just came up with my own game instead. It is called uh, Bethesda Games Past. Right? Okay, okay. And it's a quiz about the games, the Bethesda games that have recently come to Game Pass. Oh, God. There's going to be half of these I know quite well and half of them I have no clue on. It's, it's fine. There's, it's, it's guesswork <laughs> is all you will need. Uh, oh, okay. There are t- <laughs> ten games... I'm going to read you the Metacritic score for that game, and I want you to tell me what the user review score was for that game. Whoever gets nearest gets a point. Easy? Now, to make sure there's no cheating going on, I'd like you to write your scores down on a piece of paper, uh, (laughs) because otherwise you'll just say something slightly higher than the, the other person. Got a piece of paper. You can hear me folding it here. Great audio. I'm going to dedicate a page of my fresh moleskin notebook to this, so it's going to be oh, I have classy shit. Folded in half an invoice for the <laughs> jigsaw puzzle I got for my dad for his birthday. Nice. <laughs> Uh, that this wasn't like, what made it to like wear. Something it, else went to wear. Sounds <laughs> like you got it custom created. <laughs> it's a big picture of my face. I was going to say, <laughs> is it just of you? No, 2,000 pieces. Great, <laughs> I want that. Big um, face. <laughs> so just for clarification, these are all the Xbox or PC versions uh, for the reviews because obviously mm-hmm. they have different scores for different things. Okay. Um, and the... Uh, Critic reviews will be out of 100. The user reviews are X point whatever. 
but yeah. but do it out of a hundred, and I'll do the the translation in my head because it's because I'm that. So cool. sorry, you want us to write like seventy eight or seven point eight? Exactly. That's exactly. No, it. Sorry. You want us to write seventy eight, or you want us to write seven point eight? Either I, I, I can either, decipher. Either. Okay, I can so. decipher whether whether. I, don't, the, I, just, I just want to make it easier for you. Yeah, it's yeah, right. Yeah. I, I can do it. Yeah. Anyway, are you ready? Oh, I feel like I'm in line of duty. <laughs> <laughs> ready? Yeah. Yeah. First now we're, up, we're sucking on diesel. Uh, Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim Special Edition. All right, special. The uh, use. Uh, sorry, critic reviews <laughs> seventy four. But what's the user review like for it? I know, like, there's some surprising things in here. Okay. I've written mine down. Me too. Right. I don't uh, know if you'll be able to read this very Well, no, clearly. like, you read it out. It's only if, if like, if there is a close call oh, okay. and, and you've copied each other. Yes, so, you, Joe, do you want to go first? I've gone for 22. 22? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Jesus. That's okay, I, I... <laughs> you never know though. I, went out on a limb. Mad. I thought I, I can explain my process once Cardi's uh, okay. given okay. his I, I obviously eight, correct I went, answer. I went for eighty-six. Uh, okay, uh, Joe, would you like to explain why you? Yes. Do it? Okay. okay, so I thought if the special edition's getting like sevens, yeah, on a mm. and it's a re-release then I thought I must have forgotten some kind of controversy with what was oh, wrong with the special angry. edition, so I oh. thought it would have been review-bombed by users. But See, I just went with the theory that wrong. it's very good. I just went for the, yeah, the theory that it's a good game, 86. Well, <laughs> so it wasn't review-bombed. Uh, it got a 6.5, so it scored lower, oh, okay. but not quite the 2.2 the that you were suggesting, Joe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You were on... <laughs> More of a line than me, to be fair. Yeah, I think uh, so. So, so I get the point. <laughs> one point <laughs> to Cardi. Next game, Dishonored Definitive Edition. Mm-hmm. Critic reviews seventy six. What? That's quite low. Okay. What were the user review scores? I've got it. I've got it. Okay, Cardi, you want to go first? I'm going for 81. 81? I'm going for 94. Oh, 94. Well, uh, sorry, I'm flicking between sheets here, so just give me one second. Mm-hmm. So, uh, critic reviews gave it 76. User reviews, 7.6 also. What? Oh, yes. Hang on. So it's another go. point to Cardi. I'm just going for the idea that Metacritic users are always there to either give 10s or zeros. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> it's, that is a, that's fair. Uh, you might want to change your tactic uh, from this next game. <laughs> yeah, it feels like I do. Or not, you know. If, <laughs> this might be the one that up, completely... It's up to you. Uh, next game. Well, well I, I think you'll see what's going on here. Fallout 76. Oh, hello. Critic Reviews uh, gave it a 52. But what did... See, that game has reviews? improved a lot. Mm. I don't know. How often are people going back to Metacritic and adding user scores? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, but would the would the original review bombing have brought it down so much that yeah. it could possibly recover? I've got I've got mine. Same. Go on then, Jay. Four point one. Four point oh. one for Jay. I went four point two. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> <laughs> show me the show me. I want to see it. What, can you see that forty two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fuck. Well. Um, <laughs> 
the user <laughs> score for Fallout 76 was 2.7. Yeah! Oh, so the anyway. point goes to Joe. I thought it might originally have got like loads and loads and loads of zeros, but over the last couple of years, brought it up mm. a little. So but yeah, I guess I guess it's 0.5 better than what I thought Skyrim Special Edition was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there are some weird scorings here, but mm. hey, on the critic side as well, I think. Uh, next game, uh, Doom Eternal. Good game. Deep. Critic score. People like it. Of Eight, uh, sorry, eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. For what? I can't remember what people actually thought of it in the end. Because I know what my reaction was was that I was really enjoying it, but I got bored halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Did a lot of people have that opinion though? What's that? Changed my answer three times. Have I'm, you? I'm set. I'm set. I've gone, I've gone for something. He's taking it seriously now. I've yeah, gone for yeah, it. Yeah. Go on then, uh, Cardi. Is it me? I've gone for 92. Oof. I've gone I for think s- people loved it. I've gone for 7.6. Ooh. Cuz I think people didn't like the multiplayer and I wondered if that would have a deal. Uh well it turns out that the users aligned with the critics and also gave it an 8.8, which means Ooh. Cardi scoops the point. Fair play to him. Good on him. Pure pure. He's a man of the people. In that, He's a man, he of is people. man of the people, isn't he? I've always By, that, and, and that is intended me. as an insult when I'm comparing <laughs> yeah. you to the Metacritic I've, user score I've, users. Uh, <laughs> I always said I'm a man of the people, but the people disagree. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what that means. Uh, so, so far, three points to Cardi, one point to Joe. Next game, Rage 2. Interesting Which one. critics gave a 72. But what did the audience give it? That's another one where I can't remember if people liked it. I know I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought it was really fucking boring. Yeah. Oh, I think it might be the. Sorry, just to break away. I think it might be the 20th anniversary of Conker's Bad Fur Day, which is a <laughs> fantastic coincidence. Okay. <laughs> uh, Are you both ready? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 6.1. 6.1. Oh. I went 6.5. Hello. Uh, Joe, that is exceptional guesswork because it got a 6 on the nose. Nice. Oh, so, lovely stuff, Joe. Oh, almost almost want to give you back. two points for that. That was Four. Rage 2. Now I'm Rage 3. <laughs> Do you know what? If you get it exactly on the money, you get two points. Yeah, I think I've that's just a made good, uh, that up. That's, that's a good fair. guess. That's very fair. I, but you, yeah. d- you didn't get it good exactly guess. right. So you only you get didn't. one, but yeah. No, but I don't know why I said that's a good guess. I mean, that's a good rule. Okay. Right. That's a good guess. That's a, maybe that's what it's called. Good guess. Two points. Uh, righty, right. Uh, this game. Oh, God, I didn't like this game. But lots of people did. Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion. I thought you meant this eld- endless no. search. <laughs> this, this is the best game ever made. This is a Metacritic of 10. Elder Scrolls what, sorry? Oblivion. Oh. You should have called it Bet Thursday because we're betting on what Ooh. the. Uh, so, like honestly, I spent go. a minute thinking up the name. So, yeah, that's no worries. Uh, you didn't like Oblivion? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I remember sitting through the demo of that, uh, and I think uh, it was alongside Pete Hines, and I just, it's just not my kind of game. So I, I've spoken about Skyrim and my disdain for that. Yeah. It's, mm. it's not for me. Anyway, Sorry, you, what was the critic score? Critic again? score was ninety four. Mm-hmm. It's very high. People isn't it? love it, but do I, I but do people love it? People, 
I think people do. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's my, uh, okay. my guess. <laughs> well, how much uh, do they love uh, it then, Cardi? I'm going 95. Oof. I think they like it. Well, we've got a problem. Much. I have also gone 95. <laughs> uh, what do we do? I didn't think about that. Shit, what do we do? <laughs> no, in that no instance? one gets anything. Do we get a second guess? Uh, how does that work? Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Back up. Uh, uh, you can have half a point each. We, how about that? Hey. I mean, just just call it off. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, well, it got an 8.7. Yes! Uh, yeah! <laughs> no uh, points for anyone. That's oh fair. Brilliant. Uh, time. Jesus! <laughs> what are the chances are you guessing the same it number? Went into eh? a, went into a, uh, that question went into oblivion, didn't it? Well. Right, uh, I'm going to take a point off you for that. Yeah, I like that because <laughs> like that, that draws us up. Uh, Fallout New Vegas scored for critics 84. Mm-hmm. What did it get? I'm banging it straight in. I've just gone off off me nut there. Straight off me nut. Go on. That's uh, you first. <laughs> oh, is it? Well, I've gone for 95 again. Oh, I went 88. Oh, my did God. I... Good guess. That's oh, fucking two points did. to Cardi. Oh, my God. Straight off my nuts. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I'm putting, I'm putting two crosses next to my name there. Wow. Good guess, Cardi. That's a good I'm guess. Life now. Have I uh, lost? That was a great uh, question. One, two, three, four, five points to Cardi, two points to you, Jay. Is there any way back? How many uh, left? Well, it depends. If you get good guesses all the way through. Oh, that's spot. a point. Yes, get them spot on. If I get That'd a double G's. Come on, let's get them. Double uh, G's. Let's go. Wolfenstein Youngblood. Ooh. Critics, 68. Yeah. Well, that's higher than I thought. right, doesn't it, that? Got it. I've got mine. Cardi. It's me first, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Uh, 71. 71. 47. It's a good guess, but it's not a good guess. Oh, you <laughs> prick. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a 2.4, so you get a point, Joe. Oh, Yeah, people hated that game. It was very low. I didn't think... Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember people hating it. But yeah, well, they, they did. did. They didn't like it. Yeah, they did. They, they did. They definitely did. Uh, three that. points to five. So you could draw, Joe, if you get these next two, or again, oh, if you get a double G. Or, or a good guess. Everyone yeah. loves oh. the idea of drawing. <laughs> well, I'll have to find a, an, a, a tiebreaker. If, In fact, oh, I have got right. some other ones. Uh, yes. Just uh, get a good guess, mate. Easy. Yeah. Or do that. Elder Scrolls <laughs> Online. Yes, oh, let's that's go. A, that's it. That's a tough one. 71 from critics. Ooh. I almost said what the answer was then. Uh, who's it? Uh, Joe first. Thank you. 68. 68. I've gone 82. Interesting. 82. Well, the oh. actual user review score is 5.7. Oh, oh Joe's still in it. Joe. Oh, he's coming, point, close. he's coming close to that sweet, <laughs> sweet draw. <laughs> <laughs> the um, 82, yeah. I I would have thought people who played Elskar Online just really like it. Because I can't imagine playing that if you don't. So you just give it a good... I don't know. Well, I I could tell you very little about the Elskar Online, to be fair. Dragons. Also, like, Have you ever gone on to Metacritic and left your own score? 
I've never no because no. I leave critic reviews. <laughs> It'd be mad Ooh. for me to then go on and leave a user. Or... I disagree with the IGN and, and then yeah, gave it gave it a lower score than I officially gave it. <laughs> that would be mad. I could do that for FIFA. Just update it. Like I've played it for six months now. My user review is a six. <laughs> uh, last game. It's another Wolfenstein game. It's Old Blood. Oh. Uh, we had Young Blood before. Now we've got Old Blood. Uh, oh. Critic reviews. Old, old Blood Life. The first one, isn't it? Uh, uh, there, was which one? There was is New Order. There was New Order. Then there was. Old. Oh, is it which one of the DLC it? ones? I must have been, I don't know, I just looked at what games are on it. <laughs> it's hard for me to search this without seeing the map. I just want to click on Metal Crit. Ooh, are you are you Googling it? Just seeing which one it is. It is the DLC, isn't it? Yeah, it's the expansion. Okay. Okay. Uh okay. critic review seven point five. This is a tough one. Um I have no what's idea. The user review? Come on, Joe. I'm gonna go. Bang on! Oh, yeah, it's Cardi in it. Yeah, because yeah, oh. yeah. I, I, I was, I feel like I may be doing the same. Seven point five. No, oh, I'm going bang on eighty. Oh, oh, I've lost it, haven't I? It's so it. incredibly close because the user review score was seven point seven. Oh, yes. so Cardi takes it by point zero one. Yeah. I'm happy to I lose that. that. Happy to I lose love that. that old blood. Love it. I'm happy to Give lose to a good blood. guesser. It was. Yeah. Um, I've got a great guessing bone. I, I've always had that in life. I've had that little bit of luck, uh, and it's taken me through today. Uh, thank you very much. I, I didn't expect a winner's speech, but brilliant, lovely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sounded like one of you know, like a really inarticulate footballer has asked questions after a match. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, well done, Joe. It was a good uh, try at the end, but if it wasn't for that good guess, <laughs> I, I love that I'm getting the well done's. <laughs> I feel like Al really good wanted effort. me to win there. Well, I just yeah, thought it added, added, you know, excitement towards the end. It did. There Everyone was likes some, a comeback. Everybody Everyone likes, likes comeback. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you've ruined that. No comeback. <laughs> Uh, should we go and look at some of the feedback we've got this week? We have. We've got a double load of feedback this week because we've got multiple. I don't know if people remember last week. We, Conkers is a very UK centric thing, I believe. We asked any listeners from other countries who have never heard of Conkers before to kind of give us what they think the game of Conkers entails. Because mm. so uh, I think, of those I think all we gave away is that it's played in playgrounds, it's played with some nuts uh, yeah. and vinegars involved <laughs> I think that was it and, yeah. and so of got... course the infamous suggestion that they are sold on London Bridge <laughs> as, as food which is completely missing it's like one of it's like one of those quizzes one of these facts is false yes. yeah <laughs> Yeah, except we didn't know. <laughs> no, no, we've created a new game. Though. To be, uh, to yeah, be totally clear, chestnuts are sold roasted occasionally yes. on London Bridge. Horse yeah. chestnuts are a different thing and yes, are also not... conkers. Yes. And Don't poisonous and them. can cause paralysis. Yeah, they can so paralyze not even, not even that funny. Uh, so we've got a few of those uh, emails plus like a couple this... of actual ones about games and stuff. Yeah. This is from the fantastically named Wade Holloman. Holloman's a great name. Uh, lads, first time, long time. 
I'm a big fan of the work you all do. I must confess that I am American. I'm sorry. And I had no idea <laughs> what you were talking about th- this week with Conkers? Question mark? At first, I thought you were talking about the platforming game, as in Conquer. Uh, the bad fur day boy. And then you said it was a nut that is also a game. <laughs> After hearing that they are sold on bridges, <laughs> my official theory... Misleading is that they are some sort of acorn-esque nut that is delicious when removed from its shell and consumed. We can't confirm. It might be delicious, but also poisonous. You can't have it, yeah. But also used in acorn form for a Skipping Stones game variant off of bridges. (laughs) Excited to hear how far off I am. And of course... To respect the sea. Much love, uh, Wade from North Carolina. I will say, Wade, you are world. quite far. Maybe at the end of this series of emails, we will reveal what the game of Conquest is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do the big reveal of um, what Conquest is. See if anyone was close. The thing is, that sounds more like a real game than what Conquest <laughs> yeah. actually is. Yeah. Like, that sounds quite. It sounds like a, yeah, like a skimming stone poo sticks hybrid. Yeah, I you love play poo sticks. I love poo sticks. I um, yeah. I, is hope, that another I one? <laughs> yeah, I hope there's loads of Americans who don't know what poo sticks is because it sounds mental. <laughs> um, the, uh, the yeah, because I love the the pure whimsy of the idea that in England we have like acorn sellers on bridges so that we can play this one stupid game. That's so lovely. Uh, Wade, not quite. True. You're quite far off, but it's a lovely idea, and I enjoyed the sentiment. I'd play it. Yeah. Uh, I've got one here from Chris Cowan, who says, On episode 582, you mentioned a game called Conkers. Correct. This is my best game, uh, my best guess at what the game entails. On the schoolyard, you and your friends must first collect as many acorns as possible to assemble your arsenal. Then you will duck and take cover, pull out your Ziploc bags of vinegar... (laughs) <laughs> we all have them. We all have them. Uh, dip your acorn ammo in the vinegar and then proceed to whip your ammo at your friends in a sort of boy-propelled game of paintball where the paint is substituted with wet vinegar-soaked acorns. Was I close? You're a little bit closer. Yeah, like vinegar on a nut <laughs> is a part of Conkers and it is played yeah. in schoolyards. Um... <laughs> Uh, I've just found the website, which is the World Conquer Championship, so we can go through what the rules are and exactly, like the official rules, rather than us just interpreting. Yeah, that sounds good. People might people might have their own rules. That's conscious. true. Uh, that is very true. Yeah. God, there's ten points of the, for the rules here. Uh, hey, we we had someone from North Carolina guess what conquers are, and now we've got someone from South Carolina. Are they like rivals? Are they like Arsenal Spurs? <laughs> North and uh, South Carolina. I don't know. I don't know, but there is a funny typo in this, which I'm going to read out in a second. Yep. (laughs) Hello, Will Hudson. Uh, Here's what he thinks the game of Conkners is. Um, Children soak the nuts. They are nuts, right? Overnight in vinegar. This is for the treat to come after the game. At lunchtime, they bring out out a board like checkers. (laughs) Then they line up their kunkles. (laughs) She means (laughs) knuckles. Is that meant to be conkers or knuckles? I don't know, but (laughs) kunkles is a great word. (laughs) Uh, They line them up across from the other player and then proceed to play a game of checkers, uh, but with the nuts. The play pieces can only be jumped and taken off the board if a bigger conquer jumps a smaller one. I think Will's playing with with what conquers could be. 
Um, so there's almost an RNG-like system dependent on the batch of nuts their mum brought them from the grocer. Anyway, okay. the winner gets to keep and eat the vinegar-marinated nut and the loser has to watch on mournfully. I'm so sad that British cuisine is so famously bad that the idea that we'd eat <laughs> vinegar-soaked nuts... I will say that almost all of that is wrong. Um, you wouldn't play a game like that and you wouldn't buy them from a grocer. No, but um, also... The so- only thing you've got kind of yeah. right is overnight in vinegar. Yeah, soaking, yes. soaking the nuts overnight in vinegar uh, is And baking them. And baking them. You can bake them. Yeah, if you're a maverick. I dip mine in mustard. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think I've ever Once prepared again, a conquer. Not edible. Not uh, edible. Uh, oh, is this another conquer one? Good. Yes. Yeah, we've got one more conquer one, I think. This is from Michael Van Antwerp, uh, who's from Northern, name. Northern Michigan. Dear Lords of IGN, correct. After some thoughtful meditation, I was able to piece together what the game of Conkers is all about. He spells Conkers like conquering Come something, conquer. which is yeah. great. I never even thought of No, that. exactly, yes. It's spelled C-O-N-K-E-R-S, so that people know. The clues you peppered through the clues the clues you peppered throughout last week's podcast gave it away like it was Halloween candy. <laughs> Conkers. I don't think it did. I love this. Conkers always starts the same way. Every spring, when the chestnut trees are in full bloom, a small child who's, who, who looks like it... Wait, what? Oh, who looks like it had been shaped by the gritty and dark realities of London life <laughs> makes their way down the eerily empty cobblestone streets. At the tops of their lungs, the child shouts out vociferously, Conkers! 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 This is no undirected bark. It is a call. No an invitation to all of the brave, the daring, and the curious. <laughs> Ears perk up all across the land. It's time. Chestnuts that had been patiently marinating in vinegar for several weeks are now ready to fulfil their purpose. Children furiously empty their pencil cases, replacing the school supplies with spiky, pungent green balls. The town square fills slowly yet steadily with the bloodthirsty warriors. Last year's champion hurls the first, signalling the start of the battle. Chaos ensues. Thousands of chestnuts fly through the air, blinding out the sun. As the dust settles, there is a cold silence and the ground is strewn with bodies. The sweet smell of victory and vinegar fills the air. One is left standing, a small prep school boy named Patrick Stewart. He is the conqueror of conquers. It is nuts. For gosh sake, respect the sea and respect conquers. P.S. We used to play a game in northern Michigan called Bloody Murder. Did you ever hear of this one? I I have heard of Bloody Murder. What's Bloody Murder? I think it's like it's a it's kind of like a party game or a school game where if you, is it called Ghosts in the Graveyard? Some people have you heard of that? Nope. <laughs> I'm just saying words now, aren't I? It's one of those where you're just like in a circle, I think, and someone's it, and then someone like closes their eyes and counts down to ten, and you have to point at someone called it. It's like one of those sort of games. Oh, I'm like, not 100 percent sure on the. It rules. sounds like Wink Murder or something like that. It's a bit like that, I think, yeah. yeah. I loved a bit of Wink Murder. Because uh, it's always funny when you play against people who couldn't wink. <laughs> so they're just blinking all the time. Idiots. Um, um, Michael, no, we don't have children killing each other in Trafalgar no. Square. <laughs> uh, uh, but I love... No one was, I mean, what a yeah. beautifully written piece. It was I, lovely. I love... Conkers! Uh, conkers! Conkers! So sh- should we read out the official Conker rules? Hey, I mean, let's explain... Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. let's explain what it looks like. So you've got 
a conker. So they do come in like green spiky cases, but you don't use those. You ditch those to one side. You want the hard nut inside. And what you do is you drill a hole in the middle of them Mm -hmm. and then put a piece of string or a little piece of rope through it and tie it at one end. Or a shoelace. Use shoelace. Anything that basically can tie at one end, which means you can basically hang the conch from the end of it and it will sway a bit. Then what you do with the conch is your choice. Some people bake them in the oven. Some people like soak them in vinegar to make them harder. Some people do both because they're mm-hmm. a bit keen. Um, you know. And then basically you have a conker fight, which is you both turn up with your conkers on strings and you one person that holds them like holds one end of the string so it's dangling yeah. down the one end and the other person then you, you take turns at flicking with the string your conquer at their conquer until one of those conquers smashes <laughs> it's mad when you think about it yeah it's all because it what also a stupid game and the amount of people I've seen with bruised thumbs. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, like, it's horrible. Yeah, a conker to the knuckle. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Or the kunkle. Awful. Yeah, you don't want it uh, on the kunkle either. Basically, and like the whole idea is you just keep going with your... Like, if you win with that conker, you keep going with it. See how many people you can beat with that conker. Like, you could go through, like, ten other people's conkers with this massive hard conker you've you've curated. King of the conk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good game, though. Like, no. I mean, that... it's stupid, but it is yeah. good. I haven't done it in about fifteen years. Maybe we should do it one day. I'm just look- <laughs> I'm looking at the World Conquer Championships website. Uh, apparently, yeah. you can hang them in a corner of a room to keep spiders out. <laughs> oh, like oh. yeah, Scarlet is terrified of spiders, and therefore she has them dotted around the corners of her room. But it doesn't work. Absolutely, oh, does okay. not. Work. <laughs> That's good. I'm just looking at. There's some official rules here for the World Championships. A distance of no less than eight inches or twenty centimeters of lace must be between knuckle and nut. <laughs> knuckle of, of and nut. lace. Yeah, like uh, knuckle and nut. Um, oh, it's not just one. Apparently, you get three strikes at the opponent's conquer oh. each time instead of one. There you go. Um, it's only five pound to go to this. <laughs> Where is it? Northamptonshire. Second Sunday of October. If we're back, if we're back, let's go to the World Conquer Championships. <laughs> Genuinely, I would love to go to that. Do a live That's podcast. gaming. We, we can expense that. Yeah, yeah. We can do that. It's been going since 1965, I think. Uh, well, if both nuts smash at the same time, then the match shall be replayed. <laughs> could go on forever. Did you know that the first ever recorded game of Conquers was on the Isle of Wight in 1848, and then the name. Uh, it relates to the French word conque, meaning conch, because apparently the game was originally played using snail shells and small bits of string. Ah, oh, poor little okay. snails getting smashed to bits. Yeah. Oh, it's good stuff. Anyway, that that is what conkers are, and that is what it's conkers mad when are. When you think about it, yeah, what? that is a madness. I love that we've talked about conkers so much. Some would say too much. Uh, no, but. They might turn up again, but I feel like that's the Conker special in itself there. All done. Um, we do have some more feedback that's not about Conkers, though. So I have one here from William, who says, Greetings, gentlemen. Thanks for keeping us all entertained with the podcast over lockdown. It's been half comedy gold and half interesting game talk, which is nice. Nice. Uh, lovely. Also, you mentioned the No Sleep podcast last week. and I jumped with joy as I've listened to it for the last nine years. Congratulations. You can't have slept. There we go. 
with the <laughs> with the Olympics last year being moved to this year in Tokyo, the official licensed game on PS4, Xbox, and Switch was actually released in July of 2019 and only in Japan. I didn't know this. Yeah. I didn't know it had already been released. Um, the game actually looks really good. Has 18 events, including beach volleyball, BMX, and rugby. The only problem is it's about £70 to buy plus another 11 extra for import duty. My question is twofold. The first being, have you ever paid a ridiculous amount for importing a game or just a game outright? And the second part to my question is, have you ever seen a game release for the event only to be cancelled after? Uh, I don't know about seeing sure one be cancelled. One. Yeah. Um, wait, have you ever seen a game release? Oh, so yeah. like... So, like, there's a game for Tokyo 2020 Olympics, although there is no Tokyo 2020 yeah. Olympics. Yeah, they didn't cancel the Euros game last year or anything like that. Yeah, They'd never think... announced one, did they, really? I don't know what the plan was or not. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's I a good did, example. I, it totally passed me by that they released this game. Yeah, I, I was thinking of Mario and Sonic, but yeah, it's, there's, like, an official one. The I, official yeah, ones. They're normally quite fun for that a, is a but... That's a Sega game, isn't it? The Olympics ones. Don't they do both? Uh, anyway, uh, I think surprise me. Yeah, I've got Mario never... Sonic at the Olympics, but not the official. Unless that is the official. I don't official think it is Tokyo the official Twenty twenty one. Um, but yeah, I I've never I don't think I've ever imported a game. I bought when I was in Japan. I bought like Persona Four Golden PS Two case just to have a Japanese game. But how much was that? I didn't import that wasn't a lot I don't think maybe like 10 pounds that wasn't I, a lot 10, I, import, 20. I imported the PSP from Japan when that came out that was like all my pocket money mm. <laughs> um, and yeah I mainly used it for grot but, um, <laughs> but it was, uh, I think I mentioned that before on the podcast wow. <laughs> it was my yeah. first internet enabled device <laughs> mobile device personal exactly yes Magic. Yeah. I am. Um, uh, What's that stand for? When I was working on Mags a long time ago with John Davison, actually, who also works at IGN, mm. um, we got one of the first import copies of Street Fighter 2 in on SNES, and it was £120. Oh, shit. A lot of money. Obviously, it wasn't yeah. my money, yeah. but still. Yeah, I don't, remember, I don't remember whether we paid to import. When I was on O&M, I played a Japanese copy of. Animal Crossing New Leaf on 3DS for a feature in which I had to work out what the fuck was going on in Animal Crossing <laughs> in Japanese, um, and uh, and I think we must have imported that. Yeah, but I imagine that was quite quite pricey. Yeah, I don't know. It's more if you get stung with customs charges more than anything else. This is a fun conversation, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I do, yeah. I don't. I've never. I've never really imported. I think in the you know. By the time I was in the industry, there was very little need to import. Like worldwide releases had become more of a standard thing, I think. So it's not been something I've considered very much. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking for the official. Uh, yeah, Olympics game. It's not even got a release date here or in America. Yeah. It's only in Japan. It is a Sega game, though. That was that was right because I remember correct. I remember us I remember announcing that or them announcing that and Sonic at the same time. Right. Um, the 4x100 meter relay was added in April as a free update Legends uh, April 2020 so there you go there you go uh, last there must be a way Sorry. can you how easy is it these days to get access to like the Japanese store on like Switch and oh it's very easy yeah you yeah. just you can make an account and as long as you have an, a, like an address to attach to it um, mm-hmm. then it's fine yeah I've yep. got a 
I've got three accounts on all my stuff. There's always Joe Scribbles, uh, Joey Joey Sparkles, which is my US alias, and Joey Ultra Joey Ultra DX, which is my Japanese wow. alias. <laughs> I'm sure, like you could, yeah, you could do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> you could do it that way. You could do it that <laughs> way for your fucking dork. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. an option for you. Lovely. Um, I've got one more from Leighton Willby. Uh, loving the podcast a every good week. Names. I know it is, isn't it? With the tease of a new Turtles game this week, which gave me nightmares of me throwing 20 pence pieces into the Turtles in Time arcade machine in Scarborough, which is a fucking hard-as-nails game. (laughs) I couldn't really give a shit about it until I found (laughs) out the lead singer of Faith No More had redone the 90s theme for this game. My query is, have you ever been interested in a game by the music alone? Leighton from Leeds. Um... Not, I mean, basically, I will always look at a game that is uh, composed, or the score is composed by Ben Prunty, who did the FTL theme tune, uh, the FTL soundtrack, because I think it's the best soundtrack for a game ever. Um, so I will, I'll always check it out. But it's rarely, it's more that I'll just check out the soundtrack rather than the games themselves. Mm. But it will always, yeah. Ben Prunty Association will make me. There's games care a that bit are just more. heavily associated with music, like. Like I would not play the Persona dancing games if it wasn't because I liked the songs in them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but don't know if a game, yeah, purely on music has ever brought me in. Well, one thing is boring answers like Guitar Hero. I started playing uh, Sackboy <laughs> yeah. with Ed, and oh, yeah. that's got some amazing, amazing. deconstructions yeah. of tunes. That like, well, there was a Chemical Brothers tune in there. Like, yeah. Genius. yeah, like it's like, and as you play through the level, it starts playing adding more and more of the song. So it plays like Uptown Funk. The, the opening is like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. And then as you play and jump further into the game, it adds bits onto it and goes through the chorus and everything. It's super cool. I had no idea. That Me neither. No, but you should check it out just for that. It's good. Yeah, the music, cool. levels are, the music levels are brilliant. Yeah. That's like, oh, yeah. did you ever play those old Rayman? The, uh, Rayman Legends had a bunch of music levels that were amazing. There was right. a platforming level based on Black Betty, and it was just like, it's just brilliant. It's the it's some of the most fun you can have platforming in that in, yeah. in that era. It was so good. So yeah, uh, not yeah. actually being attracted to games because of the soundtrack, but there are some nice discoveries out there. Elevations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm excited for that Turtles game as well. Yeah. I think it looks alright. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have no attachment to the Turtles or that game, but but I'll like give it a little go. if it's .mu and the Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. versus the World game people yeah. making a brawler like. That's always That's a good, good pedigree, thing. yeah. Yeah, but where is Windjammers Two? Dot Emi, where is that? Come on, come on! <laughs> Release it just after lockdown, and then we'll all. Are we going to start inside? like a Snyder Cut thing? Release the Windjammers Two. <laughs> yeah, <hashtag>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Keep it till it's done. I'm, I'm excited for that. Speaking of next week, the Snyder Cut will be out, which Ooh, you can watch yeah. free in the UK on yeah. Now well, TV and Sky Cinema. Free with if a you, subscription. Oh, those back, yeah. It's not like an extra fee. It's not a Disney premium deal. Yeah. So if we, um, I'm sure if we we'll st- talk about that at, at some point. If we start watching week, it when maybe. it's first released, we might get to the end by the time we record the podcast. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Should we do a like? Should we do a uh, a watch along? Should we do a listen along? Yeah, we'll record a four hour podcast. Which is going. Oh, Batman's it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is it for this week's podcast. Thank you, Joe. Thank it you, is. Simon. Thank you. I've had a Always lovely a day. Pleasure. Yeah. Have you had a nice time? It was very I've nice. had a lovely time. I'll take the money, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how can people get in touch with us if they want to? 
you can email the uh, IGN UK podcast at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com. Can we change that one day? <laughs> we keep that. Like, I think we've got to keep it. It's it's part of the furniture now. It's a horrible bit of furniture though. It's like the, it's like that one old it chair is. in your grandparents' house that you're like, why the fuck do you have that? Just to spite other people. That's why. Yeah, clearly. All of this other uh, feedback that gets lost into the ether because it's such a ridiculous email address. <laughs> anyway, uh, do send um, in your feedback. That would be lovely. Thank you very much. Uh, it would be. And until next week. What music are we having, though? Oh. I don't know. We need some music to play us out. We could play, uh, the, Mike, we could play the Mike Patton Turtles theme tune. It's pretty go. good. Should we do it? Perfect. Yeah. Do it. Why not? All right, then. It was either that or Moana, wasn't it? <laughs> well, if, you, if you want to sing Moana to sort of see us out, then, then go for it. I literally couldn't do it for you if I tried. Oh. So. One day. Sorry. You look like you were crying as you said that. Is that too <laughs> emotional? I was thinking about my, thinking about my Anna. Yeah. God. It is good. It's beautiful. All right. <laughs> anyway, bye. 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 bye.